Hello, and welcome to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast, the show that will help your entire family bring back bedtime. Each episode, sleep expert Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions and provides you with tangible sleep tips and tricks to help you create your own sleep plan for your family. Whether it's how to extend your baby's naps, end bedtime battles with your toddler, or help you sleep better at night, this podcast talks all things sleep to help you and your family get the sleep you deserve. With colleagues, friends, and other wellness experts, Alana discusses all lifestyle topics that you want more information on. Are you ready to bring back bedtime? Here's your host, sleep educator, mom of three, and pop culture fanatic, Alana McGinn. Guys, you don't have to be sleep deprived just because you have a baby. If you think you are destined to months of no sleep after having a baby, think again. I am going to be your guide in teaching your baby how to become a champion sleeper with the same compassionate and practical wisdom I've used to help thousands of families get better sleep. You are the expert at your baby's sleep. No, really, you are. And I'm going to teach you how to use your knowledge about your baby to create a personalized sleep plan grounded in the science of sleep. I want to introduce you to my first book in the This Girl Loves Sleep series titled This Baby Loves Sleep. In This Baby Loves Sleep, I debunk the myths about baby sleep that may be keeping your little one from getting the rest he or she needs. I use the newborn weeks as the foundation for building good sleep habits. I apply my four good night sleep tools as the basis for your baby's sleep plan. And I help your baby fall asleep on his or her own throughout the night without your assistance. And we prioritize maternal and paternal mental health during your baby's infancy. This is the baby sleep book that every tired parent needs to own. You won't be skipping any chapters with this one. I made it my mission to create an easy to read, easy to apply and plan sleep book that gets to the heart of what's going on with your baby's sleep quickly and insightfully so that you can start applying these practical science-based baby sleep steps that have helped thousands of our families as early as tonight. So what's inside this baby loves sleep? You're going to learn newborn know-how. You will learn to recognize the connection between your newborn's brain development and sleep. I write about sleep environment. Understand the important role that sleep environment plays in your baby's sleep. We're going to talk about schedules, guys. It's the question we get asked so often from our families. So you are going to learn the biologically appropriate times your baby should be awake and asleep based on age and development. The approach, you will be able to find the sleep training method that works best for you and your baby. And guys, who's ready for longer naps? You will be able to unlock the secrets of restful and longer and I mean it, guys, longer naps. You're going to get all the answers to your most common baby sleep dilemmas. I wrote this book with you in mind because I remember what it was like to be exhausted and needing information, safe, practical, research-based information that I could apply to my baby sleep plan stat. This Baby Love Sleep is the baby sleep book that will help your baby learn the important skill of independent sleep, helping your family get the sleep they need. 
You can find a link to purchase this baby love sleep over at goodnightsleepsite.com and it's available to download now. That's right. You can start reading it within seconds and your baby can start sleeping soundly before you know it. Hi, I'm Alana McGinn, founder of goodnightsleepsite.com, a website offering sleep support and resources for you and your family. You can head over to Goodnight Sleep Site to find out how you can work with a goodnight consultant who can help you with each step along the way to creating your family sleep plan. In episode six and nine of This Girl Loves Sleep, we broke down our first and second sleep tools in the Goodnight Sleep Toolkit sleep environment, and consolidated naps. Today, I'm going to introduce our third sleep tool, which is a bit of a combo. Today, we are going to be discussing the bedtime routine followed by an age-appropriate bedtime. Get ready for your jaws to drop, folks. This is the easiest sleep tool to implement, but also one of the toughest for you all to do. But spoiler, sometimes just by applying this sleep tool All your sleep troubles drift away, and I'm about to tell you why. We all want our babies sleeping better, because when our kids are sleeping, then we are sleeping. Did you know the surroundings in which we sleep in play an important role in helping your baby sleep through the night? Creating the perfect sleep sanctuary for your baby is the first step in your baby's sleep plan, and I made it easy for you with creating a free download with quick tips on how to design your baby's ideal nursery. You can find the link to that download in this show's notes over at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. When parents get ready to welcome a new baby into the family, chances are they have spent some time discussing how they want to parent. Topics like what kind of values they want to instill, how they will prioritize family mealtime, and what family rules they want to enforce come to mind. Unfortunately, the importance of bedtime and having an appropriate bedtime routine typically doesn't make the list, but usually somewhere down the parenting line, it becomes pretty apparent that creating the right bedtime routine could make a huge difference for everyone in the family. From infancy right up to adulthood, when you prioritize bedtime, you will have a happier and healthier family. Bedtime creates the groundwork for a solid night of sleep, and all kids need healthy sleep in order to have better cognitive abilities, a stronger immune system, fewer behavioral problems, and sharper motor skills. And let's be honest, happier parents too. So a bedtime routine. Where do we start with that? Well, we can look at the studies. And in fact, a study published by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine proved that practicing a consistent bedtime routine with children zero to five years of age resulted in better overall sleep for the child. The study showed us that when children had a regular bedtime routine of at least three times a week, the child went to bed earlier fell asleep easier and faster, and had up to one more hour of sleep throughout the night and had less frequent night wakings. This study will be posted in this show's notes over at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. So a consistent bedtime routine means better sleep for all. Now, does this really blow our minds? Not really, but I love me a study that proves my preachings. I mean, listen, guys, we already know that when a consistent bedtime routine is instilled at a young age, the chances are 
Overall healthy sleep habits are being practiced as well. Therefore, the child is banking some great restorative sleep consistently. This consistent sleep means zero sleep debt, so parents aren't battling with an overtired child at bedtime or one throughout the night. Boundaries and bedtime behaviors are firmly established, and a tiny toddler dictator isn't running the bedtime show. And practicing a calming routine means a child's attachment needs is being properly filled each night. This means the child doesn't feel a need to seek your attention throughout the night when they should be sleeping, and this routine can actually improve behavior throughout the day. So if we already know this, then why do I feel a need to talk about it? Well, even in knowing this, parents everywhere are experiencing some classic bedtime fails. Actually, can we get that one trending? I would love to read your bedtime fails. Can you post them with the hashtag bedtime fails and hashtag this girl loves sleep podcast so I can find them and I can share them on a later episode because I know so many parents out there are struggling. So hashtag bedtime fails and hashtag this girl loves sleep podcast. Let's get some classic bedtime fails trending. Okay. So what can we do to make sure bedtime goes off without a hitch? Well, it's important to keep your child's consistent bedtime routine intact. So I always say, give yourself 15 to 30 minutes before your child's bedtime to allow enough time to have a nice, relaxed routine where your focus is to calm your child and get them ready for bed. The predictability of a bedtime routine will help your child predict what to expect, which can also really help to alleviate some of those bedtime struggles. Then try and leave the room before they fall asleep. And this is the hard part, and I get that, guys. This way, when they wake up throughout the night, they aren't wondering where you are, right? It's also making sure that you're implementing our first sleep tool. And you should listen to episode six for a refresher and making sure that your baby's room is safe and conducive for sleep. So what should a typical bedtime routine include? Guys, this is really personal. It's really customized to you as a family, but here's some activities that you can include, okay? A bath. It doesn't have to be every night. It could be every other night, twice, three times a week, whenever you want to do it. You can also do a story time, you know, change your child's diaper, take them to the potty, brushing their teeth, a bedtime song or bedtime prayers, lots of kisses and cuddles, guys. You know, I always tell parents this, if you start doing a consistent bedtime routine, it doesn't mean that you still can't have those bedtime cuddles, those nice cuddles and kisses at bedtime. Include them. Absolutely. And here's a little good night tip that I use with a lot of my older kiddos with my clients who have older kids, using things like visual cues, like bedtime routine flashcards can help prepare your child for sleep while adding a little fun into the mix. Also, if your child is older and needs help in the morning or for those night wake-ups to know whether it's time to get out of bed, a toddler clock can be a very helpful tool. So setting the clock can be part of the bedtime routine, along with a reminder of how it works. You know, if you when you see the stars, it's time to go to bed, and that's when it's time to close your eyes and go to sleep, and you'll know it's morning when the sun comes up. So there's a lot of great toddler clocks out there. Um, do your research. Find the one that works best for you and for your child. Um, it could be a great tool to add to your child's 
bedroom. It is important to note that while a bedtime routine can relax your child and ease in the transition to bedtime, it also is a great time for parents to bond with their children. Bedtime is the perfect opportunity to slow down and disconnect from distractions and build attachment with your child. We're always talking about at Goodnight Sleep Site to bring back bedtime. Bedtime is a perfect opportunity during the day where everyone can slow down and reconnect, whether that be with parent and child, whether that be with parent and parent, whether that just be with yourself as an individual. This brings us to the jaw-dropping portion of this episode, the timing of your child's bedtime. If you follow me and Goodnight Sleep Site, you know that we are big fans, big fans, huge of an early bedtime. And while we understand that the same bedtime will not work for every child or family, Aiming for an earlier bedtime so that our kids can go down before they become overtired will definitely help make for an easier bedtime for all and even a better night's sleep. Okay, now, an earlier bedtime can be tough for some families. I totally get that, especially working parents. One of the most common things I hear from working parents is that, you know, between work and daycare pickup and dinner and early bedtime routine, I mean, it can almost be an impossible feat. I get it, guys. I completely understand. You know, as a sleep educator and a working mom, I have had to make some adjustments to my family schedule in order to help facilitate an early bedtime. I get that while in a perfect world, your little one would always be fed and bathed and in bed nice and early, a perfect world does not exist. And I get that. There are, though, some easy baby bedtime solutions for working parents that you can use to help promote better sleep for everyone. So bringing it back to that early bedtime, even just 15 to 30 minutes earlier can make a difference in how well rested your child is and how easily they go down for sleep, okay? Often when you make this adjustment, it's difficult to go back to the later bedtime because you see how well your child accepts that earlier bedtime. If you just can't move bedtime any earlier on weekdays, go for an earlier weekend bedtime and try to do your best to protect naps always. Routine, routine, routine. I have said it before. I will say it again. A consistent bedtime routine is absolutely key to a good night's sleep for everyone. When your child knows what to expect, when they know what's coming and what's happening, they are going to be less likely to start acting out. You'll see less behavioral issues and less of those bedtime battles. And then plan to succeed, right? The weeks where I meal plan evenings are way less chaotic in my house. And I have three kids, so I get chaos, okay? You meal plan for the whole week, you know, double check that you have all the necessary ingredients. This can go a long way to have an easier night with an earlier bedtime. The crock pot is my saving grace. Not only does the dinner cook while you're at work, but all you have to do is garnish and serve it when you walk in the door. So little steps like that really can make that, you know, earlier bedtime of say just 15 to 30 minutes achievable in your home, okay? Bedtime can be a quiet and relaxing time at your house. It really can. I'm not gonna tell you that it doesn't take some work, okay? The good news is that by putting some solid bedtimes and bedtime routines in place, you really will notice positive changes for the entire family. And parents, 
don't forget about your own bedtime needs too, right? When is the last time you took 30 minutes before going to bed to unwind and relax, right? Often we're like, go, 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 go all night. We get our kids to bed and then it's like me, me, me time or me and my partner time. And then it's like, boom, we go to bed. You also need that wind down time. All right. So listen, we don't need a study showing us the importance of age appropriate bedtimes and a consistent bedtime routine. We get it. But even still, I am here for that small reminder every now and then. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, guys, don't go anywhere because coming up, I'm opening up my sleep clinic, answering two of your sleep questions. And until next time, guys, I wish everyone sweet dreams and a good night. All right, guys, it's time to open up my sleep clinic where I'm able to answer your sleep questions that you've submitted to me through Instagram and Twitter. If you want your sleep questions possibly answered on an upcoming episode, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at GN sleep site, and you can message me your sleep questions there. So let's get going. All right. So this is from at glow glow Gilbert. And she asks, help my super active nine and a half month old girl is spending a lot of time in her crib, just playing and chilling before she finally goes to sleep. She shows the signs. She's clearly tired. And at the end of our routine, she just sits and plays. Is that okay? I feel like she's trying to drop a nap, but everyone is saying that is too soon. So if this is happening at bedtime, I always say there's two things that we want to see happening when your child's in their crib, okay? One is obviously we want them falling asleep as easily as possible, getting the most sleep, you know, whether it be throughout the night or during nap time, getting the most amount of consolidated sleep that they can. I mean, in a perfect world, that's what we want to see. The other thing that we want to see happening though, and I think this is so important to to talk about and for parents to know, is we also want our kids to be happy and content in their crib or in their bed and not need us. You know, I can't stress that enough. I work with a lot of families and, you know, if I notice that they're interfering a little bit too much at bedtime, like going in because maybe their child's not asleep yet or, you know, cutting a nap too short because maybe their child's waking up, I'll ask like, well, was, you know, he or she crying? Like, is that why you went in? They're like, no, he was just lying there or she was just kind of hanging out. That's okay. Like if it's not time to get them up yet, don't go get them. Like the fact that they're happy and content in their crib and not needing you is such a good skill to learn. So to answer your question at uh, Glow Glow Gilbert, if she's doing great and she's sleeping through the night and eventually she does fall asleep, just leave her. You don't have to go in the room. I think it's likely a phase. Maybe she's working on a new skill. Maybe she's just learning how to chill out in her crib and, and she's okay with it. You don't need to go in. You don't need to push out bedtime. Just keep things, you know, as they are, keep the schedule as it is. And you'll probably start seeing her falling asleep a little bit earlier when she's starting to master that skill or just work on whatever she's working on. But I love seeing that. Like, I think that's so awesome that she's just kind of playing and chilling before she finally goes to sleep. I think that's great. So it's nothing to rectify, okay? Uh, the next question is from at Samantha822. And she asked, my almost nine-month-old previously went down easily and slept eight to six and now is a nightmare to put down to bed and has been having one to two night wakings and will not go back to sleep without nursing. Please help this tired mommy. So 
As I mentioned before, typically when we're seeing frequent night wakings, two things are happening. One is sleep is getting lost somewhere. So at almost nine months of age, you're looking at two naps a day, a morning and an afternoon nap. So we need to ask ourselves, are these naps age appropriate in terms of timing? Is she getting enough consolidated sleep per nap? And then is bedtime being pushed out too late? If bedtime is being pushed out too late and baby's going down to bed overtired, we're likely to see more night wakings. An eight o'clock bedtime for an you know eight-month-old, almost nine-month-old, in my opinion, is late. So I would love to see that bedtime earlier, okay? So like I'm talking maybe six... 6.30 earlier. So really kind of hiking up that bedtime. Like even two-year-olds, I don't recommend going to sleep past seven. So just to kind of give you an idea, that's one change that I'd like to see you make is really move bedtime up earlier. Therefore, she's going down to sleep better rested and then will actually fall asleep a lot easier. It could take time. It might not happen overnight, but I think making that one little change will help. The other reason why we tend to see night wakings is because there's an association factor. So I know that you mentioned, you know, there's one to two night wakings and we'll not go back to sleep without nursing. Nutritionally at nine months of age, we know she doesn't need that feed. She doesn't need those calories at night. Again, I'm assuming baby's healthy, thriving, everything is good. I would love to see you removing those feeds. Now, just by moving up bedtime and getting her down to sleep better rested might in itself eliminate some of those night wakings. If we're still seeing those night wakings pop up, even with the earlier bedtime, now there's that association factor. So this is where you choose the method, which I will have an episode on shortly. Um, This is where you choose the method that works best for your family. Research, choose the right method for you. And you will use that method instead of nursing when she does wake up throughout the night. So I hope that helps guys. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for submitting your questions. Again, guys, if you have any sleep questions for myself and this girl loves sleep, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at GN sleep site, and you can DM me your Instagram questions there or your Twitter questions there. And I will likely answer them on an upcoming episode of this girl loves sleep. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening, guys, and be sure to check back for more episodes helping your family bring back bedtime. And to make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, basically wherever you get your podcasts. And download our free sleep resources at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. And if you like what you hear, guys, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. That helps the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast reach even more families like yours who deserve better sleep.